and you're listening to my regular talk show, the weekly show here at the morning of 25th august 2021 i welcome you to another legendary episode of the weekly show with aditya with episode number 408 let's take a look at at as to what is on the breakfast menu for this morning's episode while all the matches at the summer slam mania world classics matches which we would recall two to three decades from now the events that stole the entire show was the return of becky lynch and lesnar no one knew if those two were returning to the wrestling fold for different reasons both had taken a break for personal reasons in April 2020 and since then the WWE management had not given an inch as to whether they would be returning people did wonder whether they would return there were rumors of retirement going to another company or just simply sitting at home or becoming a trainer no one knew what was going to happen but at the summer mania slam things became clear when both of them returned in extraordinary circumstances and we'll discuss that one by one as we discuss the classical matches the non title and the title matches that took place at the summer mania slam this past saturday morning this past saturday evening in the us and sunday morning in india let's take a look at all the classical and all the interesting matches which happened before the return of cena the entire hype was around the match between Roman Reigns and John Cena for the WWE Universal Championship. Cena returned at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view post Reigns victory when he defended his Universal Championship once again. And then after a lot of after a tug of war between as to who would finally sign the contract there were three contenders eventually cena signed the contract 
and despite the protest by Reigns and his associate Paul Heyman, it became a Cena versus Reigns match. And yes, the match was awesome. Of course, a few purists and a few fanatics will say that you cannot compare the match of Cena versus Reigns to the match between Cena versus Rock. But that was when Cena was relatively younger. Means if Reigns is 35 and a half today, in 2021, Cena was 35 and a half or 36 when he met Rock for the WWE World Championship match. And whether are we going to wait for one year before we see a potential Cena vs Reigns match at another overhyped pay-per-view like Wrestle Slam or WrestleMania Slam? I don't know. But was it classic? It was interesting. But the WWE management wants Reigns to take the lead in the male men's division as far as the championships are concerned and despite all the effort by Cena, a spear ended Cena's dream of ensuring a 17th record title championship slam. And Reigns eventually went on to win the match via pinfall. But what happens once the match ends? A familiar music comes on and the crowd goes berserk. Lesnar enters as soon as the match gets over and now this is very common. Nowadays wrestlers rarely interfere unless it's part of the story. They rarely interfere in the match. They usually respect the match between the two ongoing wrestlers and they come once the match is over. And Roman Reigns must have felt as if he was in incurring a deja vu because he exactly he also returned exactly a year later though in more aggressive circumstances when he made a return last year after taking a four month break compared to Lesnar's 16 month break and he returned and Lesnar returned this year no one knew whether he was returning as I said but it's not surprising but what was surprising was the look on Paul Heyman's face whether it was organic or planned or somewhere in between it will be Paul Heyman who must be conflicted he was for a long time Brock Lesnar's counsel or advocate and was the hype man for the beast or Brock Lesnar and the past 365 days or the past one year or the past 12 months he's been a hype man for Roman Reigns and has mentored Reigns through this one year period and made him a more aggressive individual who doesn't speak much through his words but through his actions. So how will Paul Heyman feel about this? How will he react in the next episode at Smackdown? That's interesting. And will they make a Reigns-Lesnar match possible? These two have met before. So this is not the first time they are meeting. The last time they met, 
Seth Rollins cashed in at WrestleMania 2015, but that's a different story. Seth Rollins is not even in the championship contention as of right now. So it's a very interesting situation as to how Roman Reigns reacts to Lesnar's return, and will Lesnar finally end Roman Reigns' one-year reign, 365-day championship reign? Will Lesnar be the toughest opponent Roman Reigns has faced over the years? Remember, he still hasn't faced Seth Rollins, so too tough opponent. But for now, we are looking at Lesnar. So it will be very interesting as to how the next, how the marketing and the promotion for the next pay per view ensues. The next match was for the WWE World Championship between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. Another moment where Goldberg returned again. The last time he returned was after the match between Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre. He returned to challenge Drew McIntyre. Was unsuccessful. Went on a break. Returns after five six months and now challenges Bobby Lashley for a WWE World Championship match. But once again, MVP is the factor which allows Bobby Lashley to retain his championship via an injury to Goldberg. When the referee seeing that Goldberg is not able to compete. Is not able to stand. Is struggling. Calls off the match. Rings the bell, and then would Goldberg return? But at 55, it looks difficult, and it's a challenge as far as fitness and age and lot of things are concerned. So lot of factors. As far as Lashley is concerned, who is going to be a likely opponent? I wouldn't mind seeing AJ Styles in the. Championship contention. Someone like Damian Priest in the championship contention, and Sheamus, knowing that McIntyre cannot compete as long as Lashley is champion. So these three could be potential contenders. AJ Styles would have an advantage because he all he also has an associate, a seven foot associate who is beginning to carve his own identity. And going further, there could be a miscommunication between these two, but for now, that's not the case. So AJ Styles, Damian Priest, Sheamus, and even Karrion Cross from NXT, who lost his WWE NXT Men's Championship in the pay-per-view for NXT, that is Takeover 36, another potential competitor. But that's a long way to go. We don't know who are the who will eventually challenge him at the next pay per view. Moving on, it was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship between the Mysterios and the Usos, and despite the Mysterios doing well, the Usos had experience on their hand. While for Rey Mysterio, his son Dominic Dominic is still a vet behind the ears kind of wrestler, and he will learn down the line. He did commit some errors, was distracted when that has happened to everyone. It's not the first time a wrestler who has been there only for a year and a half or just over half a year has been distracted by outside 
incidents. This has happened with every wrestler who made his debut, and over the years they have understood. And all the wrestlers whom we worship and fall at their feet have made such errors. It's just that how we look at certain situations. We give the status of legends to Edge and Rock and Cena and all their contemporaries, but they have made errors. They have evolved. And for Dominic Mysterio, it's all about spending time there and making sure that the errors, even if they are there, they are not distracting him. So, the Usos took advantage of the relative inexperience and went on to retain their championship match. So, the WWE Universal Championship was retained by the defending champion. So was the WWE World Championship by Lashley and the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship by the Usos. But here comes a change where the titles start changing hands. In the context of Damian Priest versus Sheamus, another rivalry which went on for over six to seven weeks. And then Sheamus, who had been successful in defending his title at various pay-per-views since winning at WrestleMania, once again, something happened and Priest went on to win his first WWE title via submission, via pinfall and submission and winning the United WWE United States Championship match and that makes it very interesting. You start with the US Championship, the Intercontinental Championship and then you challenge the Universal Champion and the World Champion. So that's how this takes place. Another interesting match with the title change hand was the one between Orton and Riddle who were also monikered as RK Bro versus Styles and Omos. And how did that happen? Omos, the seven foot, not the first seven footer, but in this context, the seven foot tag team member of Style and Omos's team was distracted. And here also came inexperience. He might be seven feet, but he doesn't have the nimbleness of those who are relatively shorter. All they have is speed, but they don't have the ability to jump from the rope to perform all those moves like whatever the moves are, I won't confuse you. So yes, that caused them the championship and both Randy Orton and Matt Riddle are experienced enough and they took advantage of their experience and the inexperience on the other side and went on to win a tag team championship, an unlikely duo, but this has happened before, not surprising. Moving on, as far as the Raw Women's Championship is concerned, it was a triple threat match, which means anyone could have won. And Charlotte, who is advancing in years, in, is in her mid-30s, got the title back, her 12th title, while Rhea Ripley and Nikki cross don't have to be upset because they have enough time in this particular business that they will go on 
to win championships and one day Charlotte Flair will obviously call it off when we don't know but we are deeply Nikki Cross has a lot of time on their hands so for you may appreciate what Charlotte Flair has done but other women wrestlers of the women's division are also coming up so it will be a very interesting story as to how this all progresses another interesting point was the smackdown women's championship it was originally scheduled to be between sasha banks and bel air sasha banks was not present at the arena so they sent in carmella but then came the surprise when becky lynch returned after a 15 month break why was she off air well that's a person reason i'm not going into that but her return was it surprising was it shocking well the commentators did what they are supposed to do express shock in such situations and they did exactly that it wasn't surprising when she returned and then challenged bel air for a championship match and went on to win the match in a short time via submission and a few critics have said that it could have been a longer match a classical match it was too short well that's on wwe one doesn't know why they think such situations would happen they know best and they decided it will be a short match so it was a short match but this rivalry is not going anywhere with a lot of other women wrestlers also waiting to take advantage now let's move on to the non title match edge versus rollins both blamed each other for losing out on championship opportunities the so rollins hasn't got a championship opportunity since 2020 So yeah, his championship opportunity has been a long wait. So it will be interesting as to how this whole thing plays out. But Edge, who had two opportunities, won a triple threat match and a one-on-one match. It, the first one was a triple threat; so anyone could have won. The second one was one-on-one, and Edge had the advantage. But Rollins came in and spoiled his party. which meant that the rivalry between Edge and Rollins began and they had some kind of history dating back to 2013 2014 and there was a lot of comparison between the two their series were exchanged who has won what money in the bank royal rumbles multiple titles grand slam winners all that was exchanged as a part of the promo but eventually despite the effort by rollins they gave it to edge because of his status and because that could have been what the wwe universe and the fanatics wanted and they gave the match to edge but rollins is not going anywhere how long can edge continue he's up to 48 he has neck injuries and other injuries which might prevent him so how long with the emotions of continuing continue I don't know what is the plan, but Edge, Rollins, Reigns, Cena, Lesnar, this 
revelry is not over reigns if reigns were to lose his title at best he would lose to the set tolens because set tolens has beaten him before or lesnar because lesnar has an advantage over him so between rollins edge and cena and lesnar only two wrestlers can beat roman reigns even if roman reigns is a change in visual over the past one year these two individuals can do the job lesnar may get an opportunity rollins will have to wait whether it's the shield emotions or something else i don't know but he will have to wait moving on another one a very similar story was the one between jinder mahal and mcintyre both blame each other for losing out on opportunities mcintyre saying that jinder mahal interrupted in the money in the bank ladder match and did not allow him to cash in because he did not win the match jinder mahal also had his own saying that i was a champion 4 years ago i was denied opportunity so i am back to get my pound of flesh so just like agent rollins mohol and mcintyre former friends turn rivals blamed each other but here they gave the match to mcintyre which means mcintyre is also in the championship contention though he is handicapped by the fact that lashley is still the champion so all the matches were classical they may not have the emotions of a pre super media media era or whatever was the craze about the 90s and the early 2000s i don't know i've seen them there's no craze or what or are we hesitating to call people like lashley reigns mcintyre rollins as legends or goats everyone has their own reasons we are still emotive when it comes to cena lesnar randy orton and edge and we will continue to be emotive even goldberg they had an influence is a time to move on well in sports it's difficult to say when you have to move on from certain sports person because they will always be hovering around whether as a commentator as a coach or some kind of association with the sport in wwe it's a different story they will be semi active wrestlers they are not contracted in either raw or smackdown that is cena or goldberg or edge but they will be hovering around and that's how the sport is played
This ends episode number four zero eight on the twenty fifth of August, twenty twenty one. Stay tuned for the next episode. For more awesome content, tune into the next episode of the Key Show. And I will be back on the twenty seventh of August, twenty twenty one, with episode number four o nine.